Obviously. On the prompt. But it's like if, if Apple spent twenty billion on PA Semi, people wouldn't be like, What is going on? Welcome to the prompt. A weekly panel discussion on technology and the culture surrounding Apple and related companies. It is the 21st of May, 2014. Welcome back to the world's greatest podcast. This is episode number 49. My name is Mike Hurley. I am joined, as I always am, by Mr. Federico Vitici. Hi, Federico. Hi, Mike. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I am very well. Do you know who else is on the line, Federico? Uh, I'm going to guess Scott Forstall. You're incorrect. It's Mr. Stephen Hackett. Oh, okay. Hey. This is, Hi, the, this is the new fun game on the prompt where... <laughs> that really caught me off guard. It's called Who's on the Line? Who's on the Line? And me and Federico will play this now. I think the answer is always Roderick. Mm. Mm-hmm. I saw a tweet from somebody. I don't remember who it was. Said, there was some commentary on um, how podcasters just make jokes about other podcasts. And it really made me think that that's probably true. <laughs> Did it, how much did you really think about that? I um, I just walked out into my yard and disrobed and laid down in the grass and thought about it. And po- podcasts only talk about podcasts and podcasting. That's right. It's just, um, just it's just microphones a quick time all the way down. Mm-hmm. Do you guys listen to other tech podcasts? I only listen to ATP mainly because of Casey. Uh, yeah, I listen to some. Oh, yeah? I listen to quite a few. Yeah. It, it it varies. I have some that, you know, I listen to a lot, and sometimes I just kind of listen based on topic or who's on it. Yeah. Mm. I've learned, I learned a long time ago not to ever mention what podcasts you listen to or what websites you read because then people get their feelings hurt, which mm-hmm. is ridiculous. Basically, I was, if you... I was joking. I, I do listen to other podcasts, but I, wa- I wanted to mention Casey because, uh, I mean, we got to mention Casey every once in a while. So. Yeah. Well, oh, we, we actually, week. it's in the contract. It's, we have a Casey quota. Yeah, and um, so May is ending, and I saw that we needed to to say Casey, and yeah. we're a little short. Just yeah, I do listen to other podcasts, and I'm not gonna say which ones. Uh, yeah, don't. You know, it's like when you mention that when when you make fun of people taking photos with iPad, uh, with 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 the iPad, and and other people get upset. Yeah, is that a thing? It is a thing. Yeah. It happened to um, yeah to me as well. He stumbled yeah. into it, and he got. Destroyed on Twitter. Well, also, yeah. you two can't say in case you don't say all of my shows and then I get upset. And that's the situation we don't want to have to deal with. Oh, we have a we have a situation, boys. Well, this is Wait. this is awkward. Um, can we can we go to follow up? Yes. Y- yes. Uh, are we not talking about the situation that we have? What's the situation? I'm gonna. I'm going to put it in. The There's chat. no situation, Steven. There's no coins. There's no coins in your house, Federico. How are we gonna oh. make a title? Oh, oh, oh no. <laughs> oh. Uh, we don't know what to do now. Okay, so I'm gonna stop tweeting and start talking. Um, there's been a uh, a mountain of feedback about recording in the bathroom. Obviously, because. That's what people do. And uh friend of the show, uh Florian, great guy, you should check him out on the internet. Um he he used to be part of a band, and we're not gonna say the name of the <laughs> studio, but they definitely recorded their record, at least one record, which you can buy on iTunes, the link is in the show notes. 
uh, recorded like totally in the bathroom and named it for that reason, which I think is hilarious. I just had to go in and edit the the name in the show notes because it comes up with the JPEG name. Yeah, yeah, it's family friendly. Oh, we nice. are. Uh, the I JPEG's see. not. It's clever, uh-huh. right? <laughs> That's pretty funny. clever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did not listen to the album. I will admit. Um, really, the only thing I have on my iPod is Federico's old band. So. Oh. That feels nice. like it should go back in the show notes again. Yeah, will you put that in there? Yeah, that up. I don't know if I'm going to be able to find it, but I'll find it. It's it's in old show notes page, so we can find it in the Evernote. Um, it's recording in the bathroom. And I, I don't think I told this story. One summer I li- uh, lived with a friend of mine, and um, his dad is a musician here in town, and would, would write songs, like ri- when he was writing songs, like writing music, he would do it in their like, stand-up shower. He would just like drag a stool in there and... Uh, play some music because you could hear it really well with the the tile and the shampoos and whatnot man i found it again on the internet so fast <laughs> i also i also have a funny story about bathrooms so a friend of mine has a like a country house and uh, in, a, in a like a in a small village near viterbo and so they never they basically never go to this house it's like um like they go there when they have big family gatherings because they they their family, they, they like live in, in Italy, in the UK, someone is in, someone's in Canada. So they, they tend to meet like once a year and they go to this big house in, in the countryside. So my friend told me that one time his dad, like he couldn't find his dad. So he was walking around the house and calling his dad. And at some point he sees like... Uh, like a body on the floor in the bathroom, uh, but just like the feet coming out of the door. Oh, and gosh. Yeah, and he thought that his, that his father was dead, so he started screaming. <laughs> but, but in fact, his dad was like just cleaning the shower uh, <laughs> because they never go to this house and was all dirty. So uh, yeah, I found that quite amusing when, when he told me this story. That's, that's pretty good. Why would you, like, you wouldn't go in and check, you just... I mean, I don't know. I mean, what would you do? I mean, I've never... Okay, so I've never discovered a, a dead body. But I think I'd probably scream. Yeah. Yeah, he panicked. I, Mike, yeah. I mean, you, you ride the subway a lot. Surely you encounter corpses. I have to climb over them every day just to get on the train. They just pile up. Yeah. Thanks, socialism. Um, we Dead Body Express. Oh, Follow-up's wow. really taking a dark turn in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> um, we had some, fo- some follow-up about Beats, and um, there's been no official word, as far as I know, from either company about the acquisition. Um, but several people, uh, we'll give Justin credit, uh, sent us a link. It's a video over on 9to5Mac about... Um, uh, the Beats guys and their like love and knowledge of the music industry. And we did touch on that last week, but I think we got sort of derailed and talked about other stuff. But, you know, there's a lot of Steve Jobs quotes about how how like he and, and Apple just love music. I mean, Tim Cook has said it on stage. The music is very close to the heart of Apple. And I think that's true with Beats as well. I mean, we spoke when it was first coming out and, and you guys were talking about the, the editorial factor in in beats and how it was really well done and it's very clear that these guys just love music and i i found that an interesting dynamic that we we didn't we should have spent a little more time on i think you know between between the two companies 
So what are the chances that we're not going to hear about this acquisition at WWDC, but instead maybe Apple is planning like a big event for September, like they used to do the music event for iTunes stuff, right? Yeah, so maybe, I don't... Maybe, maybe this year they will do the Beats event. You've got to wonder, though, that if no matter what they're doing, no matter what their choice is, if they own the company, they're going to make some change to Beats, whether they, well, they need the people for the music service. It. Sorry? They're going to have to disclose it. Like, <laughs> just legally, they're going to have to tell somebody at some point. Yeah, they will have to get some sort of regulatory approval because it's music. So they would maybe... Because my understanding, Stephen, you're going to have to tell me because this is your country, that there are there are sometimes you need to get regular, regulatory approvals on some like acquisitions if they're in the same sort of field or something. Uh, Just sure. say yes. Just say yes. Just say yes. Brilliant. Um, so I'm just going to assume that they're going to need that. You know, like... When Nokia wants to buy, when Microsoft wants to buy Nokia or, or whatever, we should have a lawyer on. Federico, you're a lawyer, right? Um, I passed the bar, but only in Italy. <laughs> and I don't know a little bit <laughs> enough that you won't illegally search my boot. Yeah. No, Wait, I'm not. A, I'm. Yeah, Stephen. That never mind. Um. Hmm. Uh, no, I'm not a lawyer, Mike, but I guess that uh, like when you spend a lot of money, you gotta be upfront about this kind of amount. So I guess like at the ne- at the next uh, earnings call, they need to to say something. I don't know. I have yeah. no idea. If they say, "Oh yeah, there was three point two billion dollars that went in acquisitions," <laughs> yeah, just yeah, it's like wow, that number seems familiar. <laughs> Uh, or they listed under something weird like uh you know like audio component manufacturer <laughs> like you know like guys come on that's beats I do think I do think they have to disclose it at some point I'm sure if we weren't lazy we could find a link explaining that but um it's just a follow up section you don't need yeah much yeah it's not new material it. guys it's follow up it's just old news it's old news um and then. It's not really follow up, but we're not doing topics today, which we're going to talk about in a second. So, a the show ends after this point. Yeah, it's it's no topics. Short, short, short show. Follow short up show, episode. Guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know what I was going to say. Oh, the network stuff. So, we talked, the three of us were talking on Twitter about my new home network and I ended up writing about it. And, like, I don't think it's all that interesting to talk about unless you guys have questions for me. I actually yes. totally read it. Did you? I do have yeah. questions. Okay, so you want to ask me questions and then we'll move on to our non-topics. Yes. Um, how did your wife allow you to do this? Uh, she just she didn't say no. I don't know. Mm. I came home and was like, hey, I'm going to put a network in and then it happened. Because it, sound, it seems like, I mean, you, you had to wire your entire house. Um, so, like I mean, a lot of, it seems like a lot of work. It was it was a good bit of work, and so I'm fortunate that my house is the the floor plan is actually pretty simple, and it's I have really good access in the attic to every part of the house, and so really I just ran through the attic and then dropped down into the walls, and like you, I mean I used to be like an IT guy for a living, so I mean, I've done this before in like office environments. So. I, if you've never done it, yes, it can be difficult, but I've I've had some experience with it in the past, so it wasn't it wasn't too bad. It was, you know, probably three or four nights, you know, 
a couple a couple hours. Um, it really wasn't too bad. Mm. You're about to hate me on, on, for, on two different levels. Wow. Hang on, let me just go ahead and put that in the title thing. Um, you missed the closing parentheses. You're not... Why Why are you telling me well, this on the air? Mike is, co- Mike is correcting typos. I forgot is, to tell you. It's yeah, that, f- that's why That's why I'm sad. Funny story about the time capsule. You uh, you didn't do that. And you also made a, a, a mistake in a sentence later on. Uh, You're not going to tell me where it is, are you? Yeah, I have. Uh, uh, I have one drop left to do, which will run in underground conduit. In, the, uh, and, in an underground... I, I actually noticed both of these things uh, on... Sun on Monday. <laughs> Forgot to tell you. God. Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry. And I'm sorry. I don't need an and in front of underground conduit, which will run in underground conduit. No. I don't need an and. All right. Well, that doesn't. I'll make add any it sense. though. Let me hit save on my Squarespace site and hit save there. Can you add like a footnote just for Mike? I yeah. should. Mike Mike corrected this. That's and then link link it to Mike. I, no, I see what you did. Instead of doing it on Twitter, where only a set number of people would see it, I promise you, I did not mean <laughs> you did you, it on you, the show that is much for, bigger than our Twitter accounts. Yeah. Is what you did. No, Mike that's, is that's Mike cool. is a real gentleman, guys. It's cool. I mean, you know, I'm just gonna take you off the hotel room at WWDC. I don't know it's why fine. you guys need to be like this. It's I'm fine. Just, just trying to help. No, I appreciate. It. I always, you know, it's funny, Federico. I'm sure you get this too. Like when people tweet or email me about typos or errors, oh, yeah. they always apologize. They're like, "I'm so oh, yeah. sorry to like point this out." I'm like, "No, like please point it out because yeah. I clearly didn't see it." Like, yeah, yeah, because typos, especially like when when you miss uh, like a couple of those, and then maybe a few months pass after an article goes up, and you feel so bad because um, yeah. This type link, has been up yeah. for two months. Oh, I, yeah, I, I linked to something a couple weeks ago. I was writing about my son, and I linked to an article I wrote, I'd written about him in 2011 and found a typo. <laughs> I'm like, it's been up for three years. <laughs> see, now, see, it's good that I told you on the show. No, no, I, I, you just don't have to tell me here. I did. I honestly did mean to tell you, but forgot to text you, so no, sorry it's, about that. it's pretty funny. <laughs> like I don't him. know. Do we believe Mike at this point? How could you not? Like, oh, well, yeah, actually, you could not, but you shouldn't. <laughs> I believe you. I believe you. Yeah, I believe you too. Um, so we have decided that this week is going to be uh, Q&A week on the prompt. Question and answer. That was my <laughs> attempt at doing it. <laughs> Hang on, you things. say it again. I'm going to do the sound effect. You ready? Okay. One, two, three. Question and <laughs> answer. Can I say question and answers in Italian? Yes. Yes. Domande e risposte. Domande e risposte. Yes. Wow. I'm not going to try it. So we have these divided in a couple sections, and we're just going to go round robin. And so I'll ask the first one, and then we'll we'll take turns. We got, we're gonna round. We're gonna go around who? The isn't that what it's called? Yeah. Go like, round robin. Yeah. yeah. Round robin. It's where you take a bird and turn him into a ball and throw him. <laughs> Like real so, life a round-robin tournament is a competition in which each contestant meets all the other contestants. You're just on Wikipedia. <laughs> Basically, what it means, Federico, is... Uh, Are we going to have, like, a death match or something? No, yes. Stephen will ask a question, then I will ask a question, then you will ask a question. Oh, we'll see, see Wikipedia, there's a terminology section, and it says, in Italian, it is called Girone all'Italiana. What? Literally, Italian-style circuit. All right. Uh, 
Obviously, obviously in Italian, it's called the Italian circuit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> everyone else knows it was round it, robin. It must, be, it must be Italian. So you, you should have used the, the real expression. So the, Itali- okay. the Italian round robin. So we're going to go Italian circuit with this. Yeah, Ita- Italian robin circuit. Um, so, uh, so we got some questions. Um, we're going to attempt to announce Twitter names, I guess, which is kind of bad for me on this first one. Um <laughs> <laughs> Marcus, somebody. Uh, that, how does Bjelsku. 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 You're just imitating Federico. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ask, how did the three of you get to know each other? So um, I can say that I, Mike and I met like 2010, I guess, 2011. Um, you invited me or I asked or something to be on The Bro Show, which was your original podcast on 70 decibels. Mm-hmm. And I was a guest, and then we ended up doing a couple shows together. And we've been friends ever since. So, so, you, we, were, you, so you were bros before friends. Yeah. Yes. Bros before friends. No. How friends. did you meet Federico, Stephen? On Reddit. But I can't tell you which subreddit because it's a little weird. Okay. On Reddit? No. Really? Uh, no, no I mean, I'd, I had, <laughs> I'd read Mac stories for a long time, and I think Federico just conversed on Twitter and then. Um, you know, ended I'm, up I'm pretty sick. sure that at one point you asked me to to be, was it either a podcast or the 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 interview series that you used to have yes. on the website? Yes, did um, I interview f- for Fork Bomber. Fork Bomber. Uh, writers I read was Writers series. I read. Yes. Did you That's do it? A, yeah. Man, I totally forgot about that. Oh come on, man. Um, we'll have to find that. I can't even find it. There it is. I honestly don't remember yeah, I how, I, how I met Mike. So I can tell you. This should be like a serious how I met your Mike. <laughs> mm. So I, uh, I asked you to be on the bro show. Uh, oh, yeah? And he turned <laughs> no. you down. He turned you, you down, de- didn't You he? declined. <laughs> Why? Because of your accent. <laughs> oh, yeah, that makes sense. Then, then you bought a microphone. Uh-huh. And, and I was you asked hor- me to do a podcast. And I was horrified. Uh, because you bought a microphone, having you, you bought a microphone like a couple of weeks after you turned me down on the brochure, that upset <laughs> me. And then I left it for a long time. And then I asked you to be on uh, Command Space, and you agreed. Yes. You agreed to that. And then I kept bugging you after. Yeah, that yeah, I remember to 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 do a podcast with me. And then the rest is history. That was episode seventeen of Command Space. It's a long time ago. I'm, a, I'm getting ready to record episode 100 in a couple of weeks, so that should. What, what do we talk about? Um, the the title of the show was Game Boy English Lessons. <laughs> that seems about right. Of course. <laughs> so, like we spoke, <laughs> directional level zero. It was basically just about how you got into to blogging, but then you told me that you learned English by playing Game Boy and listening oh yeah, to Pokemon, yeah. Which is another thing that I tell lots of my friends about how you learned English. So I tell about. I tell With stories Pokemon about Steven, that I realized that we said off the air and not on the show. So we'll keep that. <laughs> yeah. Put, put, put Easy. A pin in that. Put a pin in that. And uh, I tell my friends <laughs> about how Federico uh, Turn, <laughs> turns you down. Yeah. yeah. What did so. you say exactly about me? So I know this Italian guy, you learn English by playing Pokemon and listening to Oasis. Yeah. Is that my life summary? Pretty much. Okay. And also, I was watching the forty-year-old virgin the other day, and I told my girlfriend about how you used to work in an eBay store because she thought it was hilarious <laughs> that it was an eBay so, store. It's so sad that you associate me with that movie. 
and it uh, that <laughs> yeah, I, I should have just it. left it there right <laughs> I'll take it uh, okay yeah uh, so yeah this is yeah. how we met oh, we, we are punchy today we are really punchy today we we have a lot more questions this so is Mike, like another you, thousand Mike do you want to ask the next one yep so uh, Federico I'll start with you uh, what made you get into blogging about the Mac uh, well I was fired from my previous job, so either I blogged about the Mac or I guess I needed to go back to my parents. Um, no, really, I got a Mac uh, five or six months before I got fired, and then I, I got fired, but in the meantime, I was totally into, you know, trying all the apps and reading blogs, and and, and I was like, whatever, I'm going to try, I'm, I'm going to try to write, because, I, I mean, I, I have nothing to do. And yeah, that's basically, it, it was like, I, I was basically forced to do it in a way because I needed to find uh, something to do, uh, but also because I really wanted to talk about software. Software always fascinated me either as, as games or as uh, applications for computers. So it made sense. That was submitted by Mikey. Reh, Reh, whose name I feel like I get wrong every single yeah. week. Uh, Stephen, what made you get into blogging? Um, I had written in school and um, kind of fell in love with the Mac in high school and and design and uh, journalism and stuff. And um, I started actually like the week that I left my job at the Genius Bar and just kind of wanted to you know saw guys like Gruber and Sean Blanc and all these dudes and I was like you know I could. I could do this. And actually Sean and I sites actually aren't that different in age. Um, but, uh, you know, kind of saw what was going on. It, you know, it was very different. This is six years ago now. So it was a very different landscape and just decided to throw my hat in the ring and, you know, talk about stuff that interested me. Mikey also asked how I got into podcasting and it's kind of through failing at what these two do. Um, I just have always struggled to write and, wanted to be a blogger and wanted to write about this sort of stuff, the things that I enjoy, like technology and, and, and games and things like that. But um, I could never stick to it, and I always found it difficult. Um, and then the idea about podcasting popped into my brain, and I decided I'd give that a go. And turns out I can talk, guys. Turns out. Interesting. A lot. Federico, it's your go now. Oh, this is perfect. Do you see the word in the middle of this? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, listener um, Chefranco, too. <laughs> uh, uh, do I really need to read this? Yeah. Yes. Uh, so, Chefranco asks, uh, how do you guys have the time to <clears throat> coalesce all the yes! different aspects <laughs> of your life, love technology, and podcasting in the week? Well, the answer is, of, of course, uh, drugs. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> I love how Federico asks the question and then answers first. (laughs) (laughs) No. uh, Okay. I'm sorry, Mike. Go ahead. Thank you, Federico. Uh, With little sleep and and a lot of sacrifice in my social life. That is effectively it. I work and then I podcast and then I just have the weekends to, to do any social life stuff, including watch any television shows or anything like that. That's how I have the time. Federico, mm-hmm. how do you have the time aside from drugs? Uh, no, it's it's not really drugs. Okay. Um, it's just a lot of espressos every day to that, you know to, to keep 
to keep to keep going and around <laughs> six or seven hours of sleep more like six on average and yeah a lot of work a lot of sacrifices especially you know like i try to i try to prepare stuff in advance like reviews and big articles i really don't like rushing things and this is like a strategy that i also had back in high school like i try to do my homework in advance without waiting for the last minute and Nerd. for the for the games um i try to play at night so i both play take notes and relax in bed and podcasting yeah i mean it, podcasting is like getting together with my friends basically mm -hmm. so it's like i get a couple of night outs during the week whereby out i i mean in the other room but anyway um <laughs> yeah it's it's really just coffee and a lot of work yeah i mean i'm i mean i'm in the same boat that mike is have a day job that pays the bills the podcast and site sites plural now um you know they're on the side and so it's it's definitely the same type deal it's sacrifice a couple evenings a week usually after the kids go to bed you know i'm at the dining room table writing and record the show, leave work a little early and do it uh, in the evenings. Um, so yeah, there's no secret to any of this. It's just, you got to put your head down and, and put the hours in. And uh, it's, I think it's really paid off for all three of us. And you gotta be, and you gotta be fortunate enough that your significant other understands like the sacrifices that you need to make. For instance, in my case, uh, it's when maybe I have to stay up late to finish a, a review for the morning after, or I don't know, maybe like the weeks when there's an Apple event or WWDC, my girlfriend knows that, that I'm going to be extremely busy and she understands and I'm lucky for that. And so it's really a combination of luck and hard work and substance substances to help you going. I think it's more than uh, the, the point that you bring up about a loved one is really important actually. I think it's more than um, understanding; it's supporting. Yes. yes. So, like, I because of my schedule, I only get to spend time with my girlfriend on weekends. We do not see each other in the week. Which we, we don't can't we don't live together, so there's no other way. So, she supports that. You know, that she has to. She also has to give up her weekends if she wants to see me. She can't. If she wants to see me, then she can't see friends, and so she makes. I mean, she has to sacrifice as well as I do, and that's. I think that's really important for people that want to do these things. You need a, a better half, a boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, partner that supports you, and encourages you, and as well like consoles you when things are bad. Like I, for me, it's such an important thing. Mm -hmm. Or just push everyone away and. Work in a dark room by yourself. That's like what Stephen does. What? <laughs> I have a whole family. <laughs> um, Where are they right now? <laughs> uh, I don't know. They wander <laughs> off on Wednesdays. Uh, the next question is from T. Weston Kindle. Kindle? Todd. Todd. Isn't Todd. It's, it's, we met at WWDC last year. We had drinks with him and his wife. They're mm -hmm. lovely people. Mm -hmm. uh, is there a topic or hobby that you love but don't have an outlet to talk about? What? Why do you love said subject? Huh. Lego. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you should do to. a Lego show. Music? Yeah, music. Music as well. That's a really... Well, 
we talk about it a lot on well, we talk about music services on this show. Yeah, it's like I like yeah. photography, but we talk about Everpix. Yeah, so basically we just talk about the things that are kind of around it. We don't I don't talk about Lego anywhere. Uh what else do I love? I was gonna say <laughs> pens. No, have a show for that. Definitely have a show for that. See that's the thing, just start a podcast about it, guys. Just, yeah, yeah. Let me just make another show. I mean, I get. I mean, I've take great liberties at five twelve to write about whatever I want to, and so I don't have a, a ton of stuff that like I love but don't get to write or talk about. Um, yeah. It might not be in the vein or or like the structure of the prompt, but I get to do whatever I want to on my site. And so if something's in my mind and I feel like sharing it, I just share it. Yeah, for me, it's music and TV shows. Yeah, I don't have outlets for those hobbies yeah so uh our good friend joe Steele, um he sent an email because that's just how joe Steele operates um and he has two questions because that's also how he operates there were um, actually like four i edited him <laughs> sorry sorry mr Steele. um he's, he's gonna write a screenplay about that um at the, at the start of the show there were correspondence on a fairly regular basis but these seemed to have declined in in the last few months are there plans to bring back those segments i'm going to throw it to you mr hackett uh yes there there were more there are fewer now the short answer is it's a lot of work and uh because our schedule for recording is pretty early in the evening us time because of Europe and the way the time zones work. And so it's actually kind of hard to get people to record at 4.30 Central Standard Time. Uh, we definitely have plans to do it. We are very careful in selecting who we do it. And when we do it, we definitely want to do more. We hope to do more. It's just a logistics problem as far as I'm concerned. I think there's also an element now where we bring on a correspondent when we have something new that we want to talk about. I think we kind of burn through the the things that we specifically wanted to discuss like uh, you know yeah i mean yeah and there, there's always future plans so uh it's definitely not dead it's definitely something that we i still view as something we do on the show that is unique a lot of shows don't do that again because it's hard um but yeah it's it's definitely still on the table uh joe also asked about the episode that dissected the keynote episode 30 was excellent are you planning to do anything similar in the future or is it too taxing to put it together so i would say to you mr Steele, that you do not listen to directional because me and federico just did that Hmm. didn't we federico do you want to tell people what we did last week yeah we took a look back at the nintendo ds keynote from 10 years ago at e3 and I think it was a pretty good result in the end. It was like over two hours of um, discussions about like the context of the Nintendo DS 10 years ago, so 2004, and it was a lot of work. Sure, I mean, we did a lot of research to, especially to try to understand like the mindset of 10 years ago for the gaming industry, and it was inspired by the prompt. From by episode thirty for the iPhone keynote, and uh, but yeah, it's it's a lot of work, especially if you meet, you need to watch the old keynote video uh, multiple times to grab the audio segments and the quotes, and then for the Nintendo DS keynote, I also needed to go to my parents' old garage to find my old games magazines, and I needed to to find the scanner for the magazines because the magazines are pretty big. The pages, I mean, and um, so yeah, it was a lot of work, and 
I mean, it took us like a couple of weeks to put together all the material, Mike. Yep, and it took us two days to record. Two days to record, yeah. uh, another day to finalize the show notes and the file and everything. So, yeah, it's a lot of work, and uh, and I guess that you need to. I mean, you cannot do that kind of stuff every week, right? Because because if you do that, then it's not special anymore. So mm-hmm. I guess that I guess that we're gonna do maybe for five years of iPad next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd like to. Yeah, me too. Um, it is it is a lot of work. Uh, I did learn. I listened to the direction I finished it up the other night, and um, what I discovered, Federico, is that my old Apple stuff is your old Nintendo stuff. Like, oh yeah, yeah. like you guys make fun of me because I'm recording this on an iBook G3. I'm not really. Don't True. worry. But like, if I were, it's the same. I mean, it's the same thing. It's that well, interest. If you were, that, we wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> yeah, I also don't think it would work. That's actually why I had to run Ethernet because I didn't have an airport card for it. Um, but, but I am actually playing a ten-year-old game on my own yeah. Nintendo DS. So. <laughs> yeah, and like yeah. that's an interest that we get to share because of you know how fortunate we are in this in this position. So yes, I definitely want to do more of them as well. But it's got to be it's got to be uh, the right product at the right time because you're right, it is special and. Like directional eleven prompt thirty took ages to do, and prompt thirty took longer because I've primarily because I've gotten better at editing. Yeah, so they're similar in length, but it took me about two. It took me about three times as long to edit mm-hmm. prompt thirty. Um, so there's actually, if you enjoyed my editing skills in that one, I think there's some flourishes in this directional one, which are better. Mm-hmm. Put a couple of things in there. Cool. People, I, somebody did ask me the other day if we would do it for the keynotes. It would be great. I would love to, but maybe in, maybe a special and maybe some announcements or something in the future. We can't and won't do it for the WBTC keynote because me and Stephen will be recording on location in San Francisco, so yes. I won't have the ability to spend the time over it. <laughs> but, We're going to be on the sidewalk outside Moscone. Yeah. <laughs> It's not true. Coming to you live from outside Moscow. Yeah, we'll just we're in a porta potty around the corner. Yep, that's how it's going to mm. work. So, did I ever tell you guys what? Why to me the Mosconi name is funny? No, I'm sure. It, I'm sure it means something Italian, doesn't it? Does it mean <laughs> yeah. Italian circuit? Yeah. No, it means. Does it mean it Italian mean, convention center? No, it means big fly, like <laughs> the, the insect. That seems about right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, languages are funny. Um, so strange. So we've we've got some more questions, but do we want to take a quick break? I certainly, I most certainly do, Stephen Hackett. Let's take a moment to thank our friends over at Squarespace for supporting this week's episode of The Prompt. They are the only one platform that make it fast and easy to create your own professional website, portfolio, and online store. For a free trial and 10% off, visit squarespace.com and enter offer code KOALA at checkout. A better web starts with your website. (laughs) I have loved and used Squarespace for many years. Uh, I have my own site there, MikeHurley.net. Stephen has his website there, 512pixels.net. And I think that those two examples of people that have their websites at Squarespace show the kind of the breadth of uh, knowledge. that you know. Like So, for example, I don't know anything about how to code a website. 
And I use Squarespace and have used Squarespace primarily because of that. So I have used them because it's really easy and really simple for me to do things. I can go in and drag and drop pages, uh, content and stuff around the pages. I can very easily add new pages. I can very easily add new parts of the navigation. Um, all of the templates, absolutely fantastic, really beautiful. Uh, they all feature responsive web design. And then you have someone, I'm going to speak for you now, Stephen. You have someone like Stephen Hackett who has for years coded his own websites. But he wanted a solution that was that took a lot of the pain and aggravation out. So he doesn't have to worry about caching. He doesn't have to worry about getting a, a somebody big linking to his site anymore because it stays up, doesn't go down. Um, they have 24-7 customer support through their live chat and email, which is very useful to me, but it's also useful to him too in case he has anything that he needs. Um, they have their commerce um, platform where you can add a site to Sorry, at a store to any Squarespace site so people can sell physical and digital goods. So if Stephen wants to sell T-shirts for five to a pixels, he can do that. We sold he we have sold stickers for the prompt that way. We may do that again in the future. Stephen, is there any other reasons I've put you on the spot here? Are there any other reasons why you decided you wanted to move five to a pixels to, to Squarespace other than the ones that I mentioned? Uh, another big thing was the price that five twelve was expensive to run and Squarespace is super affordable. Their plans start at $8 a month, and they also include a free domain name if you sign up for a year. Um, if you want to try out Squarespace for yourself today, which I think you should, no matter what type of site that you have, I think Squarespace can work for you. Um, we know people that, and I used to be one, that will host and uh, have podcasts on Squarespace. Our friends, uh, the Accidental Tech Podcast, it's, that's a Squarespace site. So I just wanted to give you an idea of all the different types of people, different types of walks of life that have uh, their sites over at Squarespace. So go and try them out now. When you decide to sign up for Squarespace, you want to make sure that you use the offer code uh, Koala, that's K-O-A-L-A, to get 10% off your first purchase and show your support for the prompt. You can start your free trial with them uh, before you do that to make sure that it's the right thing for you. You don't need any credit card to do this and you can start building a website instantly. Thank you so much to Squarespace for supporting 5x5 and the prompt. That's Squarespace. This is where a better web will start with your website. What's up next, Mike? Um, okay, so this comes from Linus Edwards. Oh, I'm, I'm double dipping on the questions here. I asked the yeah, last that's, one. That's fine. But this, no, no, this is how an Italian circuit works. Federico's yes. in for a pit. The, the British guy gets to gets to take, win take all over the races. everything without permission. Just all <clears throat> the races. <clears throat> okay, so uh, Federico, I'm going to ask you this question first because it was directed at you. If you have to pick your favorite Apple product ever made, what would it be? Can you guess? The iPad. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it, it really changed the way that I that I can work from, you know, anywhere. And, I mean, the obvious answer would be the iPhone. Because it changed, like, everyone's life. But for me, especially the iPad, it's like the perfect in-between device that's, like, portable... Uh, like an iPhone, but also a big screen, sort of like a Mac. And for me, it allowed me to to write and read and play games from without the, the constraints of the the iPhone's smaller screen. And so, yeah, I mean, I I, I got work done on my iPad at the hospital in, when I was on vacation. I needed to maybe write a quick post or something, and. I once I published to Mac Stories when my mother was driving me back from the hospital and I was in the passenger seat and um, 
I was testing this <laughs> I was testing this workflow for a tutorial and because I wanted to see if I could post to WordPress in in 3G and using Python. And the experiment was successful, by the way. Uh, yeah, I mean, the iPad for sure. I use it every day, all the time, anywhere. It, it's always with me. I my, my girlfriend is kind of upset every time I try to sneak the iPad mini into her purse. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the iPad for sure. You need a fanny pack. Just slap it in <laughs> no. there. Stephen, no. what's yours? You know, I thought a lot about this question because I feel like there's some pressure to like pick something obscure and old and have a really brilliant reason for it. So that's what I'm going to do. And it's not just because I just bought one. It's really not because of that. Um, but besides the iPhone, which is probably the real answer because the iPhone is amazing and I can do anything and keep it in my pocket. Um, but I would say maybe a close second favorite is the Titanium Power Book because not only was it it wasn't my first Mac I used, but it was the first Mac that was really mine. I had a blue and white G3, but it was belonged to work. And the Titanium belonged to work, but I could carry it with me. So I took it to college, had it in my dorm, you know, carried it with me to class. Like it was it was the first Mac that I felt that was mine. You know, I put a sticker on it because it was mine. That that sort of relationship. And everybody has that relationship with a computer or with a car or with a pony or something. You know, the first thing that was like yours that when you transition to adulthood. Um so not only do I have like a uh, a emotional attachment to that machine, but if you look at the machine, like it really was the beginning of the modern era of Apple notebook design. Like the MacBook Air is built and kind of looks like a titanium power book. Like it's the same type of, of feel and materials and everything. Um, and it really was like Apple sort of showing off its design skills really for the first time. Like the power book and iBook before it were, were really interesting and the iBook especially was actually had a lot of new things going on. But the Thai book really showed that, you know, we can make something functional and beautiful. And yes, like the paint falls off and the hinges snap and like the back door is dumb and it comes off. But that too kind of adds to my list of why I like it because it's like old weird Apple, not like shiny new MacBook Air Apple. So in defense of our friend Casey Liss. Yes. I'm going to say that calling the titanium iBook the tie book is as bad Apple, as... Apple, no. It's not as bad as saying Retina Pad Mini, God rest his soul, because, because, Michael, mm -hmm. tie book shows up in internal Apple support documentation. Okay. Now I have you, to source that link, but it is a term that Apple, that Apple threw around. That. You could have probably just said that. So Casey is still wrong we're one closer to our quota next question this is my, a good one. so my uh oh yeah what's your answer it? probably like the ipod hi-fi no i think mine would be the iphone yeah i think that's really hard iPhone. to argue with uh, but i've been thinking about it right because i don't want to just say the iphone which uh, one probably the 3g because that was the phone where it, where it actually changed everything because like my original iPhone, I'd had an iPod Touch before that because the iPod Touch was released before in the UK. So it was already, that was already my first experience with iOS. I'd already had that. So, But I think the iPhone 3G, because of the App Store, like that was the one. Because I got the iPhone 3G. Remember, this also had the compass in it. The day before I was taking a trip to Paris for the weekend, the long weekend. So I had 
downloaded like to my I've got my iPhone 3G and I downloaded like a Paris map application, a learning to speak French application, and then I could use it when I was in Paris and I could use the maps and everything. Then it just perfectly proved why it was the right device. That's a good answer. I think I mean I agree the 3G was like significantly better than the first one. That's yep. a good answer, Mike. Thank you. Uh the next question comes from Twitter user something we've totally lost our uh helicow helicow federic is coming back he's circling around you're gonna be in trouble the italian reach around uh there's a lot of talk of apple losing its cool coolness coolness there's a lot of talk of apple losing its coolness where does this actually come from seems manufactured by the press to me i think so i'm gonna start clearly i i don't think they necessarily lost their coolness i think they've lost their excitement factor and that's because they're so quiet like I think that this Beats thing has kind of has been the best thing to happen uh, in the last like all year because there's actually something interesting happening that is like directly Apple related. Um, but I think they they're just not as exciting as they've been in the past because they're we're going for like six months of every year with nothing, uh, and I think that that is a big I think that's a big factor. I think that losing coolness. It's like inevitable when you become so popular that you're no longer the cool guy trying to make it to the top. That's always a problem. I mean, especially Apple used to be the underdog and now it's the biggest tech company in the world, I guess. It's either Apple or Google, right? I guess it's Apple. And yeah, I mean, it's it's natural uh, in a way when you when you when you reach the top you no longer need maybe that kind of excitement and excited fans that cheer for you at every move you make. And now it's kind of expected for Apple to be the top company. But but I also agree with Mike that maybe there used to be... And I guess that also Steve Jobs played a big role in this. I mean, the keynotes were better. There's no denying that the keynotes were better with Steve because he wasn't he was an entertainer right he, he knew how to command the stage and now it's i mean the products are still good the software it's maybe a little bit more problematic but yeah i guess that that, that it's all a consequence of the fact that when you become the top player you no longer appear as the cool guy trying to become one. Yeah, you kind of fight the man until you become the man. Um, yeah. I, I agree with both of you guys, and I think I think I think you guys kind of landed on two sides of the same coin there. And I agree with both of you. I think that the fact that it's quiet is definitely uh, a big a big player in it. Um, and just that, I mean, look at Apple historically since let's say since the iMac in nineteen ninety eight iPod in 2001, iPhone in 2007, iPad in 2010, like, you know, for, I mean, for a while there, Apple's innovations were really speeding up. They switched to Intel in there, it was Tim got really good in there, like, um, and it's not that Apple isn't innovating, it's just that it's, at least right now, like, people view the iPhone 5S as sort of stagnant because it's an iPhone 5 or whatever, which is really an iPhone 4S, which is really an iPhone 4. And like before you know it, you're back in 2007. Because um, people equate like cool and exciting with new products. And Apple hasn't had one in a while. And that's fine. Like historically, they're not out of range 
for something new. Um, although I would argue the Mac Pro is a bigger deal. It's just a big deal to, to nerds and not to the mass market. Um, so I'm not worried about it. I think it's a little manufactured by the press, but people have to have to have something to write about, I guess. So I don't know. We have to have something to talk about. That's why we're doing Q&A. <laughs> if Apple just had some announcements in the spring, you wouldn't like, get to hear Federico ask this next question. I wish I had an announcement this week. You Do you have an announcement? I'm pregnant. Oh. Wow. You cannot be. You're a liar. Uh, <laughs> what? So. <laughs> Thank anyway, you, Federico, for clearing ne- that up. <laughs> next question. Uh, listener Justin Parker. He, he asks, this is for you, Steven. Do you think Apple will stop selling the iPod Classic later this year? Yes. Next. Why? 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 No, I'm, I'm shocked it's still around. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I'm, every year they should stop yeah, selling it. Yeah, like I'm, I'm honestly legitimately surprised it's still around. Um, but, like, they can't sell that well, but I'm sure the iPod Nano doesn't sell well, but they still sell that, like... I think at some point the other shoe will drop with the iPod line and something will happen. Um, do I really do think, think it's going to be 2014? Think I, have still, no, I have no idea. Do you think that they still make the iPod Classic just because just because they, they feel bad for people like you? What what do you mean by people like me? People that are behind on the times of music listening. Wow. Yes. Wow. You guys, man. I don't think it's I mean, that. Come I, on, I think you use iTunes. I do use iTunes, and I say a bunch of music to my phone and my With iPod over cable. US, over USB. Don't you don't you think that's a little bit um, old fashioned? Yes, I think I really honestly think it still exists solely because of the capacity that they can't do something with an SSD in it that big and it'd be affordable. I think the second they can, the iPod Classic goes away, and we have a 128 gig or a 256 gig iPod Touch. What about, what about a four terabyte iPod Touch? Yes. Okay, just checking. Just checking what the appetite would be for something like that. Yes, I don't have four terabytes. <laughs> Does anyone have four terabytes of music? But you will do eventually because you refuse to stream. I'm pretty uh, sure that Doctor Drang is all the Beatles collection I have all the, I have all the Beatles. in like Flag. black files. Yeah, yeah, he does. <laughs> uh, or did you, do you prefer? See. Do you prefer listening to Flack or to uh, vinyl? I prefer oh, vinyl. Man. Oh man. Uh, do you I'm, with, I'm totally with Casey on that, but nope, I'm just going to put nope. that out there. Do you think Apple should buy Disney to create leverage for their TV strategy? Don't need they to. Should, they should buy Mickey Mouse, not Disney. Just they, don't, they don't need buy. to. Like, the Jobs Does Apple family, need a TV strategy? The Jobs family remains a majority shareholder in Disney. Like that, But that's not... Uh, relationship, yes. Relationships tied up as much as it could be. Yeah, I think so. And I, I don't think Apple... I could be wrong... We'll play this back in two years when I'm wrong, but I don't think Apple's going to move into what Netflix and Amazon have done in creating original content. I just don't see that happening. That'd be so weird. I, I really, it's weird for Netflix and Amazon to do it, but I can understand it. I don't see Apple doing that because Apple is a computer hardware and software company. Netflix offers a service and they're feeding their own service with their content and Amazon just does everything. So anything yeah. goes. Who's next, Mike? I'm no. sure. Man, uh, this has not gone well. We haven't, Go, we haven't been saying who's been asking these questions. So the iPod Classic was by Justin, uh, Justina J. Parker? 
I said that. Sorry. Just an AJ Sorry, Parker. Federico. You were not, you were not listening You're to so me. so angry at me today. And then uh, True Genius 9 asked about the Disney thing. And now uh, at Averis uh, wants to know, suggestions for those of us of a Mac Pro now, but not enough dollar dollar to get a new one. Uh, what dollar are some dollar. realistic options? SSDs. Win the lottery? No, Federico. <laughs> it's not realistic. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I would I would say if you have a uh, if you have a a Mac Pro and can't afford a new one, I would say if you can upgrade the video card if it makes sense for you and and your applications you run. I would absolutely say put an SSD in that thing, even if you only boot from it. That's great. If you have a ton of money, OWC makes a PCIe SSD card that you can boot from. Marco had one in his old Mac Pro. Um, SSD is hands down the best thing you can do for a performance on a Mac. Like I will never boot from a spinning hard drive again unless it's something old. Or get or an iMac. If, the, if that's too boring, gambling is an option. <laughs> get an iMac or wait for a MacBook Mini. Th- that's that's outside of the scope of the question. I feel like I feel like if you have a old Mac Pro and you're looking at a new Mac Pro, you, an iMac is not going to do it for you. All right. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I agree. Uh, Yes. Okay. I'm putting a link in the show notes to this. uh, The Mercury. Yeah, I've already got it, buddy. Mercury Excelsior. Look at me. I use Bing. Bing. Um, Is it my turn? I don't know whose turn it is anymore. Just go. (laughs) Well, no, this this only you can answer. So I will ask it of you. Angel Dominguez asks, I'm curious, have you noticed a slight decline in the quality of the Italian localization of OS X after Mavericks? I don't know, because I don't use OS X in Italian. Done. Can you can you do that for follow-up, please? Yeah, run it for right. like a week in Italian. Why are you doing this to me? Don't Isn't that your native tongue? Yeah, but it's... I don't know, it's just weird, to, it weird? for me to see it on computer screens. But don't change it now because I feel like it, your computer. Will I don't even know how to switch the language. It's Is there a menu? System preferences. And Do I need to reboot my? You probably have to re- least. Lo- you probably have to least log out. Okay, so I cannot. So don't do that now. Right now. It's system preferences, language, and region. Okay, okay. I'm just gonna change it, and I'll be right back. No, no, <laughs> no! It's a terrible idea. Um, okay, so now it's my turn. Now it's your turn. Yeah. So at least you're. Patrick Quirky? Quirk. Uh, Quirk. Quirk A. Quirk A, because he's French. Uh, for Q&A, what email service do you guys use? Gmail, Fastmail, iCloud, Google Apps, or other? Uh, I use a combination of iCloud and Google Apps. And I use Fastmail and uh, Mailbox. I use iCloud for my personal account. And I use Rackspace email for Mac stories. Wait, Mike, you use Fastmail? Fastmail is a service, not an app. Airmail. 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 <laughs> I use I- iCloud for all personal stuff and 512 emails at Fastmail. How fast is that mail? Just out of interest. It's super fast. Is it faster than other and we types use, of email? We use Google Apps at work, but no one cares about that. Is it faster than Gmail? It's it's fine. I don't know. what. <laughs> Next. <laughs> In all the years of the App Store, this comes from uh, An Arnav oh. Kumar. In all the years of the App Store, name three apps that have had the most impact on your life. Federico Vitici. Oh, this is a great question. 
Um, yes, I came prepared for this. Yay. So, Tweetbot. Editorial for iPad. And it's a paper. Tweetbot because uh, either on the iPhone or the iPad, it really... I used to be a big Tweety user when Tweety was a thing. Um, then it became Twitter for iPhone, which uh, I didn't like the what the app became uh, eventually. And Tweetbot, uh, it allows me to... I mean, it's got all the geeky features that I love, like uh, way before the Twitter for iPhone app lets you copy a link to uh, to a tweet, uh, Tweetbot had the feature from the beginning. Or the fact that Tweetbot lets you sync your timeline. Or the fact that Tweetbot has all the mute options for, not just for usernames, which Twitter is now doing, but also for keywords and, you know, you, you can do regex. In, in Tweetbot, so really, and streaming. I mean, Tweetbot was the first major app to implement Wi-Fi streaming. So Tweetbot really is, it allows me to, to stay in touch with a lot of people, either via public tweets or direct messages, and it removes a lot of friction to switch uh, between clients because of sync. Editorial, because... Um, I mean, this is pretty obvious. It, it lets me work from my iPad either to... Uh, I do all sorts of things with editorial besides posting to Mac Stories. I use it to find um, app deals with uh, Mac Stories deals on Twitter. And I use it to do research, to create notes in Evernote, all sorts of things. So editorial is really a crazy app. It's been a crazy change for me. Mm-hmm. And it's a paper because it I've gone back and forth between various uh, read later solutions, but really it's a paper. It made a big impact on me because uh, it got me into reading as a daily habit, rather than as a something that I used to do when I had time. Like Insta paper makes me want to read more, and that's a awesome plus for me because English is not my native language so the more I read I guess the better I become uh, English you know so yeah these are my three apps um, That's good. for me yeah, I'm, I can't top that uh, Tweetbot for all of the reasons that Federico mentioned um, and it enabled me and has helped me make uh, relationships with lots of people that has helped me advance my career because Tweetbot is a conduit for that um, Evernote I've been using Evernote since it came out. Like, I, I dip in and out of how much I use Evernote. At the moment, I'm using it an awful lot, but it's been a constant. Like, it's just been the place I know I could put things and they'll stay. Um, and I've used it since the day it was available on iOS because uh, I was using them before they were even on iOS. Um, and then the last one, I actually haven't got an app, but like a category of apps because the app that I've used has changed over the years. It's podcast apps, just, you know. Just if I've had, many, I've used many different apps over the years, and, um, and it, you know it keeps changing. But uh, podcast applications, listening applications. So my original picks were Tweetbot, Instapaper, and I was going to say Safari, even though that's not a third-party app, just because I can, you can do so much from a mobile device. It's so like you guys, saying messages, though. Yeah, I know. 
So, and then I was like, oh, well, podcast apps. Like, I listen to a ton of podcasts. I don't even listen to music very much in my car anymore. It's all shows. But then you pick that. And so I would say, in addition to all those things, um, I would Evan add, <laughs> I would add day one. Um, oh, that's a good pick. And I've, I've journaled on and off over the years. And day one, like, I'm not journaling every day. But it's very easy, like, take snap a picture of the kids, write a four-sentence thing about what we did that day, and save it for later. Like, um, and I don't even, I have it on the Mac and iPad. I use it almost exclusively on the phone because it's so easy to get a photo into it. So I would say that day one, I don't know if it's changed my life, but it's made something that I've always wanted to do, made it a lot easier. And that's kind of the point of technology in my mind. So I think that's a pretty good collection of apps. Benjamin Zameo. Zameo. Benjamin Z-A Mayo. Maybe if he had a posture, it would be like Jameo. If you could ask Tim Cook about a particular aspect of the future of Apple, what would you ask him? Federico. I would ask him uh, if he thinks that in the future people are going to use exclusively touch devices or computers. Like the majority of people, not just like geeks or power users. If he envisions a future where touch is the main way we interact with screens or not. That's a great... I mean, that, that answers so many other questions. It's good. Steven? Oh, that's something you'd go next. Um, I think I would ask Tim Cook what his um, view is on consumer versus professional products. Like Federico, it's a question that answers more questions than just the one. But, you know, we've we've talked a lot about how Apple has stripped features out of software, how they're, um, you know, once powerful things like Apple Script and iWork go away. Now, they've added this back. You look at Final Cut Pro, they stripped a lot of stuff and they've added it back. But, like, there's something about that balance that I feel like Apple doesn't quite know anymore where they stand. They've basically pulled out of education and high level IT sort of environments and uh just curious what he thinks about that. I think that I would ask Tim Cook when are we gonna get trials in the Mac App Store? <laughs> I don't really want to know that information. Uh I don't know, something podcast related? Like are they ever going to do anything to advance the podcast directory? I think I would like to know that. Like, what what long term are the plans for podcasts in uh, Apple's ecosystem? I think will probably be my answer. Uh, next question, Mike. I think we'll kick to you. Twitter user Nikolf. <clears throat> Any help or guidance for podcasting in the not so developed and podcasting? That's a heck of an adjective. Countries like Greece trying to build a culture of podcasting here. What do you think, Mike? Um, I think if you plan to podcast in English, then do not be concerned about how developed your nation is because you should be aiming to take over the world. Um, don't worry about the fact that your show... So, so the country that you're in doesn't have a strong podcasting culture if you're podcasting in English because then you'll be touching the world. Um, and also, as I know, uh, I have some friends that podcast in other countries, like a friend of the show, Anse, he uh, 
he is in the Slovenian store, um, they don't have a big podcasting culture there, and it means he's always on the top of the charts. So you know that does great guns for him. So I wouldn't worry if you, but if you're going to be um, podcasting in Greek, then same sort of deal, really. Like all you've got to do is just try and get the word out as much as you can, and you'll be like the number one podcaster in all of Greece. Um, I wouldn't necessarily worry that that your country isn't isn't doing it. They will get on board of it eventually if they want to. And I'm sure that if you are somebody in Greece who's listening to podcasts, there are many other people in Greece that are listening to podcasts. So just carry on my wayward son and you'll be fine. And if you need any more specific help, just feel free to email me. I'm always happy to help. Yeah, so Mike, uh, Mike, Federico, are there, how's the the Italian language podcast scene it's pretty healthy i guess i mean we uh there are two uh tech related networks that i know of and especially my friends at um the it's called the easy podcast network they have a podcast called easy apple which is super nice and one guy is called federico like me the other is called luca and they uh, and it's a weekly show about like trying to do more with it's like the Italian version of Mac Power Users meets the prompt, basically. And and I listen to each episode every week. And there's also the Digitalia network. So there are a bunch of independent networks. And of course the Italian iTunes store is dominated by uh like the big time show public networks stuff. Like the National Television has a couple of radio shows that are published as podcasts on iTunes. So, of course, in the charts you see, like, the national radio uh, podcasts, which is basically like the Italian NPR, for if, you, if you're familiar with the American things mm-hmm. that yeah. Steven listens to. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's maybe, I guess, it's not really in the, in the early stages, but it's, it's not... Uh, as uh, big as in the US. So it's somewhere in between, I would say. Like it's uh, people here, at least like young people that I follow are starting to grasp the idea of let's make our own podcasts. And there are a few successful ones and they are growing every month. So yeah, in between stages. Cool. Um. I think it's a great question. It's one that I made mean, it sort of like, you know, Max stories was originally in Italian. He switched to English. Like it's a big yeah. question. If you're overseas, I think it's a very, um, very good question. So, uh, actually another one basically for Mike, uh, via email, David asks, why is Mike consistently looking for replacement to OmniFocus If it's working for him, I get that. He says it's overkill, but if extra features aren't harming him, why bother trying to switch from it? So I do. I, I continue to use OmniFocus every day for my general task management, and I know that I, I foresee a time where I could be more involved in it, like truly using projects and contexts. But because I don't use those features, like I do use OmniFocus as just a very simple uh, to-do list manager and reminder app, of which there are many. So I just wonder if until the point that I'm ready to really embrace a task management system to its fullest degree, if maybe there's something that could, that could let me do the things that I want to do faster. 
However, what I've found now is that I'm actually so used to using OmniFocus that probably nothing will be able to... I'm just used to using the system, you know? So I can't mm-hmm. imagine... Th- all the things that I've tried, I, I I use, like... So I use Clear, but I'm using Clear for different types of things, and I'm using the reminders, but again, I'm using them for non-critical reminders at the moment, um, and, and also just for general lists. So I'm taking the, some of the list stuff that I was doing in OmniFocus and moving that into Clear now um, more permanently. But it's just the idea of like, why do I try out new Twitter apps? Why do I try out new um, podcast apps? What you know, I I tinker in the things that I'm interested in that maybe I think I could do a little bit differently. Like I don't try out new Twitter apps now because Tweetbot is all I need. Um, but I just feel like maybe, unlike somebody uh, who really believes in like soup to nuts, is it soup to nuts, nut to bolts, soup to bread? I don't know, whatever. Um, who, who believes in the only focus system? Like there are people that like live and breathe in it. Um, I don't per se, but I do use it and I do like it a lot. Um, but I just wonder if maybe something else could could help. Uh, in a in a better way. Cool. I think that's completely fair. Um, and I'm the same way. I mean, I used OmniFocus for a long time. Went back to remember the milk. Have been back in OmniFocus the last three months or so. And like, I don't use context. They just don't make sense for me. Like, I don't care everything I can do if I'm sitting at my Mac. Like, don't care. I care about projects. And so, there's definitely no like reason to feel bad or feel like you need to switch just because you don't use 100 percent of it, of everything. Exactly. Federico, do you want to go for the next question? So we're actually moving into a new topic now. We're moving to a new section. This section questions. is titled Weird Q&A. Yeah. So um, I, I should uh, I should apologize for, I guess, for the existence of um, a series of weird uh, prompt-related accounts. Um, the, this one is called Teaches Pasta. So it appears to be a human being tweeting, uh, impersonating um, the the pasta that I eat. That's a little assumptive. It could be pasta. It could be a sentient pasta, or I guess it's a person or a dog. I cannot tell. Um, So uh, there's a tweet. Tell everyone what you love about me, how how you like to dress me up, what you do with me. So, Federico? Uh, yes. <laughs> so, uh, what I do with pasta? I yep. mean, um, it goes into my body. And uh, starting from the mouth, um, I do like... Uh, I don't know. Do you want to, to know about my favorite kind just, of pasta? Just, yes. What's your favorite pasta type and your favorite pasta recipe? Uh, was, <laughs> are we seriously talking about this? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I want to know. Okay, so it's uh, my favorite type of pasta. It's either spaghetti or fettuccine. Uh, my favorite sauce. Uh, uh, this is a trick question because uh, there are many, many favorites here. I mean, the classic. I mean, uh, just tomato and, and basil, you know? And maybe a little bit of parmigiano, you know? You guys yeah. familiar with this yeah, kind yeah. of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just no, the I'm classic, classic Italian pasta. Or, 
Oh, let me guess. I mean, this is. Mm, I don't know. Maybe carbonara. You guys ever? ever I love had? carbonara. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, my mm -hmm. dad makes awesome carbonara. And yeah, three three sauce peaks. Uh, classic carbonara and mushroom and sausages. It's pretty awesome. Especially when you add a little cream and parmigiano to the fettuccine. Oh, man. Yes. So that would be spaghetti and fettuccine. Three different favorite uh, sauces. And... Uh, what else do we have? Tell everyone what you have about me, how you like to dress me up, what you do with me. Yeah, I mean... Um, I think you've answered that. Yeah, if I really need to go into detail, I would nope. say... <laughs> I, it's, this is going to remain a clean show, don't worry. Um, I would say that um, in the summer... <laughs> no... Come on, in the summer. No, I just this is so ridiculous. I know, but I mean, you wanted me to answer. This I question. did. I didn't expect I'd get this much of an answer, but I'm pleased that yes. I am, Federico. Please carry in the, on. In, in the summer, when it when it's when it gets really hot, uh, I tend not to eat a lot of pasta. I prefer like summer food. That's what I call it, like salads and and a lot of fruit. And we do. I do eat a lot a lot more uh, rice in the summer mm -hmm. and so the pasta is really like a, like a like for the cold season i would say i mean it's not like i don't eat pasta in the summer it's just a lot less oh god so that's teaches pasta which by the way has um the profile picture it's uh yeah oh no there's a, like big pieces of meat in the in the profile picture so yeah. it, it does look like an american uh pasta Okay, so we'll fo we'll do follow up next week if they change their picture. Buster time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jim and Tonic, which out of all the Twitter handles Jim today, definitely, <laughs> definitely wins. <laughs> uh, at the prompt, I own an iPhone and iPad, but don't own a Mac. Is it still okay to be a prompt listener? Yep. And I want to say from the bottom of my heart that you are a sinner. No, absolutely. We're glad you're here. Maybe one day you'll come to the fold and buy a real computer. You just I'll like Federica. <laughs> just like Federica. I'm sorry. <laughs> Never mind. No. Do you have a Mac, Federica? I do have a Mac. It yeah, just most misses of a Mac. It misses a letter on the keyboard, but it's a it, it's a fully functioning Mac. It's um yeah no we're absolutely we um look I can sit here and I can talk about how my G4s which are mini. Are great machines, but you know I, I'm, I'm a, I have an open mind, and if you just want to use iOS, I'm, I'm we're happy that you're here, and high five for the awesome Twitter handle. And we're living we're living in an iOS world now, no matter what yeah. Stephen may want to believe. Mike, do you know the Supersonic from Oasis? Yeah, I'm feeling Supersonic. Give me Gmontar. <laughs> Mike, Mike knows a lot of Oasis songs. <laughs> Final question from friend of the show, John Voorhees. Um, Stephen, why adios? It seems a little south southwest for a Memphis boy. I love that that he calls you a boy because <laughs> yeah. you're really yeah. an old man. Because you're super old. <laughs> uh, okay, so real talk. I was I was going to lie about this, but well, not lie. I wasn't going to tell the whole story. But the whole story is so I I know Mike, you're not 
But I actually enjoy, they don't do it anymore, but like the guys on The Verge did The Verge cast and then they did an Engadget podcast. And like, no, I like tell. The Verge cast. They always like, they talk over each other. Someone I know really hates it. Um, Neil Patel, Paul Miller when he was around and um, Josh Polsky. Like, I've really enjoyed the three of them together and the stuff they did. And I always liked the idea that Neli always ended the show the same way by saying rock and roll. It was always the last thing on the show. Um, and I just, I found that really like a kind of, it's kind of a, a cool like thing to like to have a tag at the end of the show. And uh, so I've done it sort of, sort of in that vein, like always in the show the same way. And um, so now and, I know that just to screw with you, I just need to say something after you. Yeah, that's gonna be terrible. Um, no, it's it's. I have access to the CMS. I can just log in and clip the file. Um, no, don't do that, and, buddy. And, and, and I and have a, I have the ability to take your access away. That's true. Um, but I mean, and Mike, you do a really good job because you end the show in a very similar way every week, and um, so just it works out. So that's all. No I, secret meaning. I'm not, you know, no secret meaning. I hope that you have enjoyed our question and answer session on today's episode of The Prompt. We're still uh, two weeks away from WWDC, so who knows what will happen on next week's show. <laughs> Is this show over? think so. Don't we have any more questions? That's it. That's it. That's kind of sad. Would you like we to could... answer, ask another question, Federica? No, here's what we do. Why don't we, you ask, ask... we ask each other a question. Okay. Okay, yeah, that's an awesome idea. So I, I want have to, to think of something. I want to ask... Oh, this is difficult. I want to ask Mike. Yes. Who okay. would you pick to have a show about another hobby of yours? Like if you had to pick a co-host or another show. It can be a famous person. Yeah. I don't know. Like, there's a bunch of people I'd love to do shows with. Um, about another hobby of mine kind of makes it a bit more difficult because the only thing that I said really that I didn't do earlier in the show was Lego, and I, and I don't really have a Lego co-host as such, you know? <laughs> Lego co-host would be a great name for a band. <laughs> a Lego co-host. Lego yeah. co-host. Um... I don't know. I don't know. I, uh, Federico, this is a really hard question, but I guess I have to answer it, right? I ask all the hard questions, so I know. Do you? It's good to know. <laughs> what about the guy, uh, Power Pick, the guy who does like the old Mac Lego sets? He seems cool. I don't know anything oh, about yeah. him other than the fact that he makes Lego sets. That's. I think that's enough, Mike. Okay. That's all you need to know. The guy who makes Lego sets action figured. Did I ever tell you that that I was like I, I when I was uh, when I was four or five, um, they wanted to keep me out of uh, kindergarten because I used to steal Lego pieces. <laughs> 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 and 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 um and the worst part is that uh is that I blamed it I blamed the uh, the fact on another kid. I felt really bad, and like years wow. later, I met this guy and I apologized. Was he in jail? Good man. <laughs> he's in Lego jail. <laughs> no, it's really he, easy to get out of, by the way. You just kind of hit the wall, <laughs> it comes apart. I, I, was, I was like, probably it was a Saturday night, so I may have had uh, like a couple of beers, I don't know. 
but I was like, hey, man, I'm sorry that like 15 years ago I blamed the the Lego, you know, problem on you. So it's like, a what? <laughs> the Lego Tech, Grand Theft Lego uh, on you. Yeah. That's that's my thing with Lego. I have a bad experience. You know? Wow. Steven, do you it want reminds to... me of my Oh. Sorry, Federica. Yeah, it reminds me of my childhood uh, stealing years. Yep, yep. Theft years. Uh Steven, what what do you have a question for anybody on the panel? Um Federico. What what would it take? Yes. What would Apple have to do to allow you to go iOS only? Yep. I like the amount of silences that these questions cause. It's good. It's hard. Yeah, now I need to think of a question for you. Which you is know n- everything about me. Well, maybe that makes the question more interesting. Hmm. Can you ask it again? I want to hear it again. What What would Apple need to do to allow you to go iOS only? So send another way. What are things that you have to do on your Mac? Okay. Yes. Uh, image editing. Uh, like stuff like... Uh, I mean, um, like preview or even Acorn. Uh, I really struggle to find... The, same, the kind of image editor that I want on iOS. And also I would say uh, it, there's no app to upload uh, images to my CDN, Rockspace. I don't know if it's an API problem or it's, it's a super niche thing, but the fact that, it, you know, Safari on iOS is limited to, to in, in terms of uploads with the camera roll. I mean, the entire photo, I mean, again, the entire photo management uh, experience is super limited on iOS. And so that's one problem. The other one is that I would say that every time I try to to manage documents and files, uh, there's a big problem because uh, iOS creates duplicates everywhere. Every time I try to exchange files between apps. And the other one would be that I cannot... Uh, save emails as PDFs on iOS. So every time I, I I need to do my paperless stuff, I need my Mac. And yeah, th- that's the biggest three, really. And the entire file management experience on iOS is basically not existent. Good answers. Steven. Yes. You receive a phone call. Yes. Someone at Cupertino. You answer, yes. and they say, Stephen, in five minutes' time, there'll be a van that arrives outside your house. Get in the van. <laughs> you go outside, and you get in the van. Tim Cook's in the van. <laughs> Why do I get in the van? Because Cupertino called. That- you would get in the van. Probably. Yeah. Tim Cook's in the van. He's in the back of the van. It's like one of those, like, it's black. it's like a black van. All the windows have been blacked out, so you wouldn't even know. You get in there, you sit down, and then a chair turns around. Tim Cook's on a chair. And it's like Stephen. And the car, the van starts driving at this point. <laughs> Stephen, we're on our way back to Cupertino. <laughs> from you know, 
Obviously, he's driving you to the airport. I'm not stupid. You live in the airport. He has to get to and from the airport, and they chose okay. a van. Okay. It's to be inconspicuous. So, Stephen, Apple's in a bad shape, and we need you. We don't care what you do. We just need you to be in Cupertino. Pick a job inside Apple. Titanium power boat. No, Wait, that's... what? No. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it back. <laughs> Pick a job. Pick a job. So I've actually answered this question. I think... Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, just to, like, friends, not... Oh. It's my setup not unique enough for you. Jeez. One of the few jobs that would get me back to Apple would be that of genius trainer. So when you go to Cupertino or to Austin, Texas to be trained... Um, as a Mac genius, like you have a trainer for your two or three week class and they teach you not only hardware and software skills, but they teach you customer relation skills and, and how to empathize with people and, you know, Apple's whole support system. And, uh, my trainer was great and we've kept in, we haven't talked in years, but when I was still at Apple, we kept in touch and, um, that was a really cool job because you got to basically teach other nerds you know, new nerds, you know, bring them in the fold and teach them things, but you help get to shape the, you know, the customer experience at the genius bar. And, um, if it weren't that, it would probably be just yelling at people who make software because they need to be yelled at. Um, like maybe take the iWork team and like throw them in a river or something. I, but I, I, seriously, I, genius trainer, it would probably be towards the top of the list. Federico, I don't know about you, but I'm really disappointed in that answer. Like, I gave wow. Stephen the ability to basically take any role inside Apple, and he chose what am I gonna do? What am I, what am I going to do? You like, could do anything. Okay, okay, I could, like, run the, the Genius program, like, from Cupertino. Why no, you could be, like, like Apple's new... Because that's all new... I did at Apple. I get all... <laughs> you could be Apple's new electrician. You could, you could be... <laughs> you could be supervisor to Johnny Ive. Yeah. You could be, be Eddie, Q, Eddie Q's fashion stylist or something. You could be ICEO. You could be anything. Oh, I want to be a genius trainer, please. And you chose to be a genius trainer. <sighs> That's because let me let me let me. <sighs> because I care about the. That's nuts because and you're old and you like stability and you like a, a, a stable life with no rock and roll lifestyle. Wow. Wow. The way I set it up, there's a van, it arrives, <laughs> Tim Cook's in the van, you can have any job. I'll be the genius <laughs> trainer, please, uh, just for the Memphis region. So disappointing. So, okay. Thank you so much for listening no. to this week's episode of The Prompt. I hope that you've enjoyed our question and answer edition. If you'd like to get in touch with us online, there's a few ways you can do that. You can go to the show notes page where you'll find the links to practically everything, including every tweet question that we've been asked today, because why not put them in the show notes? They're at 5x5.tv slash prompt slash 49. You'll also find links there. If you want to submit us questions at any time, you can do that. Uh, we prefer it when we're having question and answer, but maybe you have feedback for the show. Well, you can email us. You can hit the contact button. That will send an email to the genius trainer. Um, or you can tweet at us. Um, we are at underscore the prompt um, on Twitter. If you want to catch up with us uh, directly, you can go to twitter.com in your web browser and you can go to uh, twitter.com slash imike, I-M-Y-K-E, and you'll find me. You'll find uh, Federico at Fetici, V-I-T-I-C-C-I, or you'll find Stephen at I-S-M-H. Stephen writes at 512pixels.net um, and Federico writes at maxstories.net. We'll be back next week for episode 50 of The Prompt as we ramp up to our one-year anniversary. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, bye-bye. 
Arrivederci. Adios. Goodbye, everyone. No! <laughs> <laughs>